Welcome back. Happy Monday here from Prime Sports World. I'm your coach, your host, David On Point Huffman. I'm running this whole show, though, today as we break down the XFL championship and we talk about the offseason a little bit for the XFL and talk about the season as a whole. Um, so, yeah, continue to check us out. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast as we go live every single day, including tomorrow. Uh, we'll be breaking down the Eastern Conference Finals matchup and we're going to be talking about the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. Oh, man, my mouth is a little dry here. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much for checking us out. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you do happen to miss us live, I have also shared the link to our streaming platforms as well. Also, if you want to join me and talk some XFL action, uh, I've shared the StreamYard link into all of our major major streaming platforms. If you want to join me, talk some XFL, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Because the more people talk about it, the more this sport will grow. And that's the whole goal of what we do here at Prime Sports World is to increase the productivity uh, of the XFL and make it more popular than it is now. Uh, of course, I'm your host, David on Point Huffman. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, big congratulations to the Arlington Renegades. Um, you can talk about all you want about their record, but what you cannot take away from them is they – Went up against the odds. Uh, they went up against a better Houston uh, Houston Roughnecks team in the semifinals. Beat them pretty soundly. And then they go into the championship game, and they win that game very soundly as well. Let's talk about it. Uh, so they win 35-26 to 26 over the very heavily favored D.C. defenders. They win by 11, nine points, math. Yeah. Um, some stats here. Luis Perez, man, that in-season trade is looking like one of the better decisions of all any, like almost as good as any in-season trade ever in the history of any major sport. Uh, they trade for him. He basically carries them through the remainder of their season. Uh, in this game, he was simply brilliant. Um, 26 of 36, 288 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, no, no interceptions. Uh, Devon Smith had the leading rusher with 15 carries of 54 yards, but Lendell Brown got the lone rushing touchdown for the Arlington Renegades. Uh, on the receiving side, Sal Carnella, uh, who, if he's not already on an NFL roster, will be by the time next week. Uh, prior tryout, uh, Tyler Vaughn's eight catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. Sal, Sal Carnella, four for 71 and a touchdown. Lay Brown was getting all the touchdowns, uh, two catches for 43 yards and a touchdown in this game as well. Uh, Jordan Tiamo, on the other hand, really struggled in this game. Uh, he picked up probably the worst opportunity for him to play his worst game as a XFL player. Uh, 16 of 30, 245 yards, two touchdowns, and three picks. Uh, that's the same amount of interceptions as he's thrown all season. Uh, to throw them all in one game is pretty deflating for your team. Uh, Abram Smith, uh, he also is not on an NFL roster, at least a tryout uh, for next season. I will be shocked. Uh, 13 carries for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, lucky uh, Josh Hammond uh, had the monster game here. Uh, six catches for 127 yards, including a 72-yard bomb. Uh, he had two touchdowns on this game. And then Lucky Jackson, the guy who's been basically unguardable here in the XFL, uh, pretty pedestrian game on his standards. Uh, two catches for 33 yards in this game. As the Arlington Renegades, he just got off to a hot start. Uh, they were winning this game 17 to nothing uh, midway through the second quarter. Uh, D.C. did score a touchdown. But then after the D.C. The touchdown, they're not converting on the two-point conversion. Arlington got points before halftime, and that's the key to winning winning football, right? You get points before halftime. That's how you win games in any league, especially in the XFL or in the NFL. Uh, they come out after halftime. Uh, you thought maybe D.C. was going to be able to right the ship there. I think they scored – uh, they scored on their first possession out of halftime in record time. I think they scored in like three minutes. Abram Smith had a 52-yard run uh, for a touchdown where they also failed a two-point conversion. But the D.C. 
DC defenders defense, one of their calling cards this whole season has been on their defensive side of the football. They just could not stop Arlington. They basically every time they would build up a little momentum, the the uh the Arlington running games would score. I mean, you score a touchdown coming out of halftime, you make this uh what was it I think it was like uh 20, 20 yeah, 20 to 26. You think you got a game there, right? You think you're gonna come back and maybe you have a game opportunity. They the next drive you immediately give up a touchdown to the Arlington Renegades. Uh, you score on a 72-yard in. They got the all of theirs in chunk plays to chunk touchdowns. Um, they just couldn't get sustained offense. Uh, looking at the game cast uh, for the Arlington Renegades, uh, they basically dominated every every measurable you can really dominate. I mean, only one turnover to DC's three. They had 26 turnovers to DC's 17. Uh, they had dominated time possession by almost 20 minutes. Uh, th- yeah, 39 minutes of offense for the Arlington Renegades to 20. For the DC defenders, that is that is crazy. I think that might be the most lopsided time possession I've ever seen in any game that I've, we've covered here on Prime Sports World. Um, Arlington obviously also had more yard, three hundred ninety-six to three hundred fifty-six. Um, this was just an overall from top to bottom, beginning to end, basically a beatdown. Arlington Renegades—they basically dominated from this game from the beginning to end, from the very first possession to the very last. And they completely deserved to win this game. Uh, they went up against all the odds, and nobody gave them a chance to win this game. Uh, nobody gave them a chance to really beat the Roughnecks either, and they especially didn't give them a chance to beat the 9-1 D.C. defenders. Uh, and D.C. basically turned out their worst game of the season in the championship matchup. Uh, I also don't want to hear the people that are going to complain about the Arlington Renegades having a losing record. Actually, this puts them at 500. Um, do I – do I sort of think that they should never have been in the playoffs? Maybe. Uh, I think that would be certainly be a conversation that needs to be had at some other time, but this is not that time. This is the time to celebrate Arlington Renegades. The first XFL season, uh, first championship, I think, since like 2003, since Vince McMahon brought this back, like 2001, where they were like the NFL blitz type NFL uh, football. Uh, they have the first championship here. Uh, Arlington Renegades hoisted that trophy. Uh, the Rock was all there. It was all the pageantry. It was all the excellence. It was very cool to watch. Um, yeah, let me know down in the comment section. What did you guys think about this uh, about this game and what all about the XFL season? Because we're going to break that down here in a few minutes. But uh, from from sideline to sideline, goalpost to goalpost, the Arlington Renegades were the better team on this Saturday night. Uh, they may not have been the better team all season long. That's probably still D.C., but all you got to do is any given Sunday, as they say in the movies, uh, show up one game, play well in that one game, show that you're the class of the XFL. And that's what they did for the last two weeks. Um, and you know, you got to really feel for Jordan Tiamu. Um, you, yeah, he throws three picks the entire season, was extremely careful with the football. He throw three in one game. A couple of those were just kind of fluky plays where he just kind of trying to make a play towards the end, uh, ends up throwing an interception. You know, you, you can't you hate to see it, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. Um, but Arlington Renegades, first championship of the XFL. Congratulations to them. Uh, big round of applause here is from the uh, Prime Sports world as me and TJ have basically been covering the XFL from beginning to end, and it's been a very fun ride. That's for sure. Let's talk about game ball. Uh, I think my game ball is going to be fairly obvious who the game ball is going to go to. It's going to go to Luis Perez, uh, basically written off there in uh, Vegas uh, as an afterthought there. He was you know, starting to with uh, was it Caleb Huntley, uh, the co- former quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Luis Perez gets traded to the all Renegades. And the last month of the season, he was literally phenomenal. Uh, in this game, he was incredible. 26 of 36, 288 yards and three touchdowns. Can't ask for a better stat line. Efficiency, 10 incompletions in the entire game. Um, you'd love to see that out of your starting quarterback. And he well-deserved MVP of the game. So good shout-out, big shout-out to Luis Perez. So let's talk about the XFL season. 
Uh, so you obviously there's some negatives and there's some positives uh, that comes with anything when it's brand new. Um, yeah, so I, I think we got to talk about a little bit of the positive side of this. First of all, the entertainment factor. This was a very entertaining league. Uh, I very there were very few games where I was not somewhat entertained. Uh, even with even when there was blowouts, I was still entertained. Uh, the high-flying offense, the rules that the XFL has about the one, two, and three points, it means the game is never specifically like completely over. The opportunity for you to go for fourth and 15, fourth and 12 and keep it up your score instead of kicking that onside kick. The transparency of this league where you actually find the referees calls, you actually hear Dean Blandino, you hear that that replay system, you understand exactly what they're looking at and why they make decisions. It's not like this all-seeing body, all-seeing, all-powerful, just – all of a sudden making rule changes. Um, the transparency of this league is, is incredible. Um, there are some things that maybe I, I don't necessarily, I, I didn't necessarily love, uh, but let's, that goes in the negative side, but positives. This was a very entertaining football league. This is a very good football league. Cause like, as I talked about in the last episode that we covered the XFL uh, two weeks ago, almost now, 19 players at the time of that recording had gotten NFL tryouts. I'm not sure what that number is now. I will take a look and see if I can look it up real quick, if you guys don't mind. Uh, uh, I don't have I don't have that uh that number here, so We'll see you. Uh, but yeah, uh, positives. Yeah, a lot of these players, you know, they get to showcase your skills. Uh, ben DiNucci going to the Denver Broncos, probably going to make that roster. Uh, more than likely, yes, they're probably going to roll with three quarterbacks. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Tiamo is probably going to make an NFL roster if he wants to. Um, you know, Abram Smith, if he wants to make an NFL roster, probably can. Uh, the, it's an opportunity for these guys to thought maybe their NFL careers were over, to get an opportunity to shine in, 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 Big time games and big time stages, and have the opportunity to sh- show out like that. Uh, some of the, on the other side, some of the negatives when it comes to the XFL. Um, I definitely didn't love all of the communication that we were getting, like between uh, like all the snap stuff and like all the play calling and all the on field interviews. I, I think at, at one point, I think that lost its luster a little bit. I think at the beginning of the season, it was very cool, like it was very fun uh, because you don't usually get that kind of access. But half through the season, I, I could tell the players were also tired of it. Uh, they're giving kind of nonchalant answers. Uh, also, the hot mics picking up swear words. I just don't like it. Uh, I don't think that's some part. Should be part of your product, um, regardless of what it should be. Uh, the field goal game, I think, was something also that kind of suffered. Uh, even though I know uh, John Parker Romo, whatever his name was, did kick a lot of field goals and had some success. But I think kicking the field goal. I also love the new kickoff rules. I think it does keep people safe. I think it does allow for entertaining kickoff returns again um so yeah those are all positive things negatives i don't have a lot of negatives i'm, I'm just gonna be honest with you i thought the xfl season was really well executed uh, i'd love to see them expand on this and create more teams uh, if i was to want maybe one nitpick negative i i thought the the st louis battlehawks should have been in the playoffs uh, i thought that they they, they they should have done the first two teams in each division and then they should have taken whoever had the best record after that uh, that's all in hindsight now, though. Uh, you can't really talk about it. You, you make a rule, you got to stick with it. I'm glad the XFL didn't try to audible and make a change based on what happened but with the popularity of the Battlehawks, uh, especially with the fans there, with packing that stadium every single week with over 30,000 fans in that stadium every single week. Uh, also, another huge positive fans in, in, in D.C. and in St. Louis, especially those two cities and in, 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 uh, in Seattle as well. Like those fans showed up for those games and they were loud and they let their voice be heard. Um, 
yeah, this has been a good XFL experience. I look forward to seeing what happens in the future. Um, but if I was to make a change, I would change it to being the two division winners are automatic ends. And then whoever has the two best records from those, the rest of the teams, those are the teams that are playing being in the playoffs is like a wild card. Uh, but that's a nitpick. It's really small. It's a really small nitpick. Uh, I think that's just what comes with being a brand new league in your first first year, first season, right? Uh, I don't think when they originally created the XFL, they thought they'd have a team with a losing record make the playoffs. I just never expected that. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, let's talk about offseason question marks. I have no idea. I don't think anybody knows. They haven't announced a whole lot. Uh, I have no idea how the offseason is going to look for the XFL. Like, do they have to kind of wait for the NFL training camp and such to kind of run its course and then you know they get access to these players is there going to be another draft like if any players that didn't get drafted didn't make nfl rosters are they going to have the opportunity to be drafted into the xfl uh, i think there's a lot of question marks about how free agency is going to work in the xfl because uh, i don't have the contracts in front of me i have no idea how long you're signed to a team if you, you sign a multi-year deal to play for the team that you played for uh, those are all question marks that have not been answered by the xfl uh, and it will be interesting to see what happens with it going forward. There's a lot of off-season question marks, but I look forward to however they handle the draft, however they handle free agency, however they handle coaching changes, however they handle player movement, trades, um, because this has been a product that's been very fun to watch, it's been very entertaining, and here at Prime Sports World, we're all about the XFL, we're all on board. Uh, we love the XFL here at Prime Sports World. Uh, let me know down in the comments section how you think they're going to handle the off-season. Uh, we're going to jump back into this at some point during the season. Uh, during the offseason, talk a little bit about how the plan for the offseason, me and TJ will jump back in the XFL content uh, and bring you that kind of content because we know how you guys love the XFL content. Uh, we have very much appreciated you guys checking us out every week, checking out the XFL. Uh, this has been one of our more viewed shows on the channel, uh, and I can't say enough to thank you guys for checking us out here at Prime Sports World. Um, but, yeah, this has been our uh, XFL Championship rematch, re recap and our season breakdown. Uh, I've been David Huffman. Thank you very much for checking us out. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Tomorrow, for the rest of the week of our agenda, uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about the Victor Wembanyama sweet takes along with preview the Eastern Conference Finals and talk a little bit about the off seasons for the Philadelphia 76ers and the New York Knicks, which, got to be honest with you, I'm shocked that Doc Rivers still has a job in the NFL or in the NBA. Uh, I thought I thought he'd be giving his walking papers this morning, even uh, fired Herm Edwards style, as he, as he like to joke around about. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL schedule uh, that as that got released um, uh, on Friday. Uh, so some of the marquee matchups that we're looking forward to. And then uh, Friday or on Thursday, we're going to do uh, talk about fantasy football uh, for all you fantasy football players. Uh, we're going to talk about this rookie class. We're going to talk about the players you should try to target uh, in your NFL fantasy football draft so keep an eye out for that content uh thank you again very much for checking us out i'm david huffman and we bring the heat here at prime sports world 24 7 we'll be back here tomorrow take it easy bye-bye